Ola. <laughs> that was actually on point with the <laughs> opening of the... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tome Travelers. Uh, a science fantasy fiction book... Fi- science? Yes. Science fiction fantasy book club podcast. Also, that five English. times fast. Dude, I'm... I just woke up. Um... <laughs> But today is episode twenty-seven, I think, uh, and yeah. we are. And Dylan be... will be live dubbing everything in Spanish. One hundred percent. Just be prepared. For By that. the way, I don't speak Spanish, so it'll be very interesting. E two, a two brute. Chupa oh. man. Uh, today we are going to be discussing Red Rising. We have finished it. Um. So what episode or what chapter did we stop at last episode? 28 part three chapter 28 so that to the end so prepare for a massive spoiler warning um for that to happen uh before we get into that though a couple of quick announcements first our patreon is up and running the link is in the description of the youtube video thanks to witson and also you can check out our discord i think our link is there as well or something like that um speaking of our discord go join our discord it's fun um and then we have an announcement I think this is Dylan's announcement. What is next month's book? No, this one's me. Oh, never mind. Rage of Dragons. This is my book. Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. I've been excited to read this one for a while. I think it's a like a action revenge thriller kind of thing. It has dragons. Uh, presumably, I know there's like a, a Dante's Inferno kind of tilt to the whole thing, like traveling, like the journey through hell. Oh, uh, so they're barbarian awesome. dragons. <laughs> Who's Virgo? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tao. Seven I think I think the main character's name is Tao. But we'll see. I'm gonna start. So he would be Dante tomorrow. Dope. I suppose. Dope. Um, and yeah. Lastly, Whitson, you have a little question for us before we dive into some spoilery spoils. Yeah. If you could invite one fantasy character to your bachelor party, your your fictional bachelor party, who would it be? I'll take it because I'm going to stick with the book and I'm going to pick Severo. Severo, okay. All right. Okay. What about you, MD? Dude, I don't know. Um, My first original thought was Wit, but then I felt like d- probably not. Um, So I don't know, dude. Who would I pick? Blushweaver? This, this is honestly stupid. I might go Pippin. Pippin? Well, if you get Pippin, you have Mary too. Oh, they get to come together, then one hundred percent. Because I'm one hundred percent. Oh, the Sansa twins! Oh God damn! Why'd you have to make me think about Locke Lamora? That changes my answer. Yeah, I was gonna say the Dog Man because uh, I love the Dog Man. He's always so funny. <laughs> I got me a fish. Uh, but no, I think yeah, John Tannen. Actually, now that you made me think of Locke Lamora. Yeah. Jean. Jean. Cool. We need to do the uh, we need to do the rest of that series for the Patreon soon. Yeah, we do. I want to do this one next, honestly though. Because these are kind of short. Rising? They are yeah, short. Yeah, I, got I got to read them in at one least, sitting. At least the first uh like three. Well, two more books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be down. Um but yeah, that's our question. Um, I'm excited to kind of jump into this one, so without further ado, I guess, unless there are any objections, speak now forever, hold your peace.
we Peace will jump out. into episode 27 of the Tome Travelers. All right, uh, Dylan, you want to? Yeah, so um, we finished the first book out. We uh, we see that uh, Cassius, he figures out who killed his brother. Um, we see that relationship change. Um, we see Darrow um, kind of take like a more of a leadership role at first before he finds out and win some victories, do a little backstabbing here and there. Um, and then he gets kind of like kicked out. We see some deaths. Um, we see him and Mustang meet up, and we meet uh, the Jackal. We meet um, a bunch of other characters. Let's see, like a bunch of the um, uh, Proctors, like Jupiter and um, all them. We see their, how much they're influencing the game. Um, uh, and then we kind of see Darrow come back, win a huge victory. Storm Olympus, become the gold he was meant to be. And kill Apollo in the process. And kill Apollo. So, what y'all think about this part? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I I read this section in one sitting, and like I started at six, and then I think I messaged you at like eleven thirty that night, and was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what is happening? This is amazing." <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. I especially liked, um a little twist at the ending with us finding out who Mustang is. And then mm-hmm. we're like, Oh no, did not yeah. see that coming, but I thought that was dope. Um, so, um, uh, really fast paced. Uh, that's what I loved about it because it's just like hit after hit after hit after hit. Um, so one thing, Whitson, you said a lot of the characters last time were 2d. What do you think about the characters now? So I think Mustang has a lot of depth um jackal was really interesting like he seems to be like psychopathic or sociopathic maybe um i think uh, severo got some depth fitchner got some depth pax got some depth like i I think everybody got fleshed out and developed quite a bit more yeah yeah what about you matt yeah i really enjoyed the characters of these i feel like everyone was very unique it wasn't necessarily like, like by the end of it, they weren't necessarily like the tropey, like character, but they each had you know depth and and reason. I really enjoyed it. Tactus and Titus were were really similar, uh, but then Tactus is a gold, and he has this like eugenic thing, like a eugenic bent that Titus didn't have. Uh, but aside from them, like all the the main, like the named characters, main cast characters were like very, very distinct. Yeah, and I would I would say in the next books I get flushed out even more. I know you're a big character guy. Um, I think you'll that's one reason I think you'll enjoy it because I think they just keep getting flushed out um, along with like. But like I feel like you still have like the flushing out, but you still have so much action. Like it just keeps it so entertaining, and then at the same time you've still got like these flushed out characters, settings, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Darrow and Mustang was the thing that like really drove the story along for me though. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. I really liked the way that um, they spent the winter in the woods together. And that was like a big bonding moment for them. And it was really genuine. And um, 
I was really sad at the end when I thought Mustang was going to betray him. Dude, me too. So when she showed up, when she showed up with her brother, I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> so awesome!" Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be really interesting to see how like he's inspired so much loyalty from all these people, and then he has to betray them. So I was about to ask that. What do you think? So now he's got all these friendships and all these loyalties, and he's in love with Mustang, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that's going to go? The inside man never wins. Never, ever, ever. At least not in the real world. I, I mean, we'll we'll see about this fantasy world, but the inside man does not win. The system will change you before you change the system. Yeah, I... I don't know. Because, like, I could see it going both ways. I could see him, like, folding into it and being like, I'm actually not gonna... I'm gonna keep living the lie that I am a gold and just forget all that other stuff that happened. But I could also see him being like, no, I have to tear the tear these people down. It'd be interesting if he tried to slowly start like not brainwash, but like change Mustang's mind on a lot of things. Um, especially now that he's working with her dad, essentially. Um, well, he's already basically he he's an idealist right now, mm-hmm. where he thinks that if he leads by example, treats everyone as like equals, um then I, he, he thinks that he can change things by leading by example. Uh, and that's just not going to work. I will that's say idealistic. That's yeah. naive. I will say though, the, the, the moment where he was punishing, what's his name? Was it, it wasn't Titus. It was Tactus. Uh, yeah. Tactus. Um, the moment he was doing that, I like had no idea what was going to happen. And then he gave the whip to, um, what's his name to have him start striking him i was like dude this is a leader right here so but we see that he didn't reach that point to himself mustang influenced a lot of the way he was and we see that she's a very different type of thinking gold so what did y'all think about that relationship as far as her influencing him and trying to make it make trying to make him better and changing him from um just built built on rage and revenge as opposed to like e, uh, eo who was just like you know his other love interest um trying to make him like change the system well i don't think that they're necessarily asking him to do two different things i think i think mustang was largely right like like he was might as right like lead by fear um, which is the exact same way the golds operate. So I think she did a. She was really important to his development, like making him be empathetic and like understand the struggles of the people underneath him. Um, which yeah, is kind no, of ironic sure. coming from a gold, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 She definitely has some perspective. I guess her older brother dying and it being largely for nothing except like political gain uh, maybe gave her a lot of perspective. Yeah. Well, so let's go back to like kind of towards the beginning because we, we see our the beginning of this part that we read. We see that, you know, Darrow kind of takes charge and leading this this force, Mar, our house Mars. And then we see Cassius figure out that he killed his brother and how that relationship changed. And so what do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about Cassius's character now, especially after how it ends? with him doing the blood debt and like obviously having a problem with that or not blood debt, but blood. Uh... Cassius is one of the characters that still seems shallow to me. 
Because it's so stupid. I mean, the, the people you should be mad at are the people who locked your little brother in a room with Darrow and said, kill him or be killed. Yeah. Like, right. Why well, Why is Darrow the person? He's he's the knife, well, not the one holding it. Well, he says, though, he says, like, I understand, like, this was part of the process, but you acted like my best friend and my brother and kept this secret. So that's why he's mad at Darrow. Is that like, he kept the secret? That's the so right, stupid. What was he well, supposed to tell him? He's he's literally slaughtering anyone he thinks might have killed Julian. So like, what was he yeah. supposed to? I, I don't yeah, know. Cassie's that. Cassie's kind of dumb to me. But like, what would you do in that situation? You know, like somebody kills your brother, and then you have this like really good relationship with them, and see them as another brother figure, and then and then find out. Yeah, I get that the lying is the part that's the, like the bigger betrayal, but yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd be clever enough to see that Darrow didn't have any fucking options, yeah. personally. Well, so what do you think about now how, especially how it ended as far as, like, Cassius doing the, like, basically, like, the uh, blood pack that he's going to kill him or whatever. And oh, I, it, I'm, I'm already banking on the oldest Bologna, Carnus, uh, being a big bad of one of the books after this. Maybe the next book, actually. Could be, could be. Well, and so we see how it ends too. And Darius, he's like looking at the Bolognas and then at Augustus, he's like, I've got to pledge myself to Augustus because they're the two big houses on Mars. And so he pledges to the opposite house and Augustus and Bolognas have their blood feud mm-hmm. along with Darrow. So how do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, I think I think Carnus is going to be the the guy that Darrow has to take down in either the next book or the book after. I think that's gonna come along pretty quick. I mean, probably. Like, I, I, I definitely think like they me- they mentioned how like this is basically like school, and once you get out of here, you're gonna forget everything that happened in here. Every like any bonds you made, yeah, any <laughs> bonds you made, any friends you made, they're gone. They're void. Don't ever think about them again. Because I think Severo and Mustang are coming back for sure. Um, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see any of this gang uh, back, but I think absolutely Severo will be by Darrow's side, and then probably Mustang. And you know they they're affiliated now, like he's part of the house, so it's not like there's going to be any barrier to them seeing each other. Yeah, yeah. Where Severo is going, I have no idea, but I'm, I'm assuming he's going to find his way back to Darrow. Yeah. So um. What'd y'all think about the Jackal? He was less intimidating than I thought he would be. Yeah. It was it was a little underwhelming, but also I get that the the, the whole thing is, is like the game is superficial compared to what the peerless are doing. Like that's the point, I think, is mm-hmm. to show you like this is literally a children's game compared to what's actually happening. So I get it, but it was a little underwhelming to me. So you yeah. thought that him cutting his own hand off? I mean, he was a, he's a psychopath or a sociopath. Yeah. Um, he's kind of scary, but not in like not in the same way that Darrow is scary. Darrow uh, is so a, cor- literally a cornered wolf. I mean, that is yeah. Darrow. He is a wild animal in a corner, and he's going to hurt somebody. The jackal's cold uh, and apathetic and can like be extremely inhumane 
if it if the situation calls for it, which is a whole, another kind of scary. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see him as a threat to Darrow personally. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. But like it also says, you know, like the like looking at the jackal, like he's not like some big muscular dude like Darrow. Like his no. power comes from his his power comes his from tongue. his daddy. Well, no. yeah, but his his words and how he influences people and manipulates people and um. Did y'all think he was going to kill Pax? Like, did y'all see that death coming? Yeah. I, Pax was getting too close to Darrow. I knew he had to die. Yeah, there has to you be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Darrow can't have that many friends. Why not? Because the author is not going to let him. Do you think Darrow's eventually going to tell people that he's a red? Or, I like, think it's gonna happen. I think that is gonna be the climactic event of like one of the next books. Is he tells them, and they're either going to turn on him or align with him, and that's gonna be like the climax of one of the next books. I think he's gonna stay in the gold system until he like maxes out how much power he can gain that way, and then he's gonna go rogue. Right, like I think that's the that's the smarter path, and that's the way he's gonna go. Could be totally wrong, but like he becomes a praetor and then they become a rogue fleet. Right. You think he's gonna you think he's gonna get an army behind him first? Yeah, and then go for guerrilla warfare and start trying to like strike at the society in a Hmm. real way. If he doesn't stick with this inside man thing. Yeah. If he sticks with the inside man thing, like, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. I want to know who the I want to know who the society has as like um, an adversary. Like, what do they need all these warships for? Are there aliens on planets that they're trying to conquer and terraform, or like, because are there just other groups of humans? Yeah, rebellions. Like, is it just rebellions? If there if there's peace up and down the entire society, like if everybody is stuck in this cask system and there's, like there's definitely not peace. Like they they talk about how the different houses like are at war with each other and things like that. Well, Whether... like you see a lot of the infighting too. Like everyone yeah. is against each other. Like all the golds are like basically who can have the most power. Yeah. So yeah. it's like there is so much infighting and political maneuvering and shit. And and they are a they're a Spartan society. They are based on war anyway. So they are going to train and do all that shit no matter what anyways in case something happens. But especially the way they're all very um, elitist and narcissistic, I feel like they're a lot of, they have a lot of those qualities. Like It's always like, um, how can I get more power? And so there's always the chance of infighting between the goals. Yeah. So. I guess they're just amassing power so that it becomes more like if you attack me, it's like mutually assured destruction. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting. I didn't know if aliens would be involved or not. It could be. <laughs> the world may never know. Um, what y'all let's see what else. What y'all think about the proctors interfering and the game and all that? It makes way more sense. Him not getting the Primus hand and yeah. like, yeah, just the the whole story made more sense once we knew that the Jackal was getting support from the Proctors. From all of the Proctors. Yeah. Which is wild. Well, even the ones that didn't want to help him 
had to stay back and not do anything. Like, yeah. Fitchner was like, I can't really do anything because if I get caught, like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I what? loved the Howlers, like, the fact that the Howlers were in that forest just waiting for Darrow, basically. Or, like, you know, they they weren't waiting for him, they didn't know he was going to show up, but, like, as soon as Cassius fucked Darrow over the Howlers, were like, alright, peace. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, what I was going to say. You see Severo be extremely loyal to Darrow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Dead Horses, too, right? The de- the Dead Horses and the Howlers? To an extent. From Mars? Yeah. So, um, so Mars, as soon as Darrow leaves, Mars is basically just under siege for the rest of the game. More or basically, less. Basically. Well, and so, but, well, because, you know... You see a lot of the infighting within Mars itself between the golds. Mm-hmm. So you got Antonia. She she backstabs them. She kills uh, Leia, uh, Leia uh, Rogue's girl, and almost kills Rogue. Um, and then it just and then she has to basically run away. And then Cassius is fighting. It's just a lot of infighting within Mars itself. And um, I think that kind of goes into a lot of like, especially like, you know, it was talking about how Mars never wins and never makes it very far because they're all rageful, chaotic types. Um, And so I feel like we saw that a lot more than any of the other houses because all the other houses kind of like got behind somebody or like bought into everything. Um, Whereas within Mars, it was always like, I don't know. I feel like you almost see like, like normal gold society within Mars, and then everyone else is like, like it's not normal for them to follow. If that makes sense. yeah. Well, each other um, castle basically acted like one family, right? One house, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whereas Mars is more like a micro, like a microcosm of all of the society or all of the gold society, anyways. And, yeah. and I mean, it did forge darrow in a way right like the strongest survived um and he was way better than anyone from any of the other houses that didn't have that infighting like it's like a like a crucible or like a catalyst or something you know well he definitely he definitely well i think a lot of it was mustang's influence but he definitely like took the game to a whole nother level as far as like um not doing the slavery thing and then um, getting multiple houses to fight for him. And then um, I like how you were talking about how, like, you hope that Mustang didn't betray him. And then there at the end, like, you see, like, she's okay with giving up all the power. Like, she was okay with letting his house win. Like, she was okay with, like, she she gave up everything that she could have taken because she is very intelligent, too. Like, we see that. Um I would say she's even smarter than Darrow in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. I think her ability to read social situations and, like, read the emotions of of people and how they're going to react to things is significantly better than Darrow's. Darrow has this, like, crazy skill for, like, intrigue, sabotage, strategy, tactics, like... When it comes to moving forces, where he needs to put the pin to make the whole thing unravel, like he's really good at that. But she is kind of the heart and soul, yeah, of the operation in a lot of ways. Keeps him grounded. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, 
See, is there anything else specific that y'all wanted to talk about? I've kind of asked all my questions. Anything specific? I mean, I just, the whole, like, last third, uh, where they're doing, like, guerrilla tactics with the howl, the last half, honestly, where the howlers, the wolf cloaks, like, all the imagery around this, the way he, the way he moves his forward, all of it was really good. It was really yeah. good. It reminded yeah. me of the Northerners in, um, in the first law, the way that they hit and run, they're brutal, cold, effective. That was what it reminded me of. And I, I loved it. Yeah. Also, also, you were absolutely right about reading the physical copy versus the audiobook. Made an infinite difference uh, for the first person. It's present so, tense. It, I feel like it's so easy. Like it's <clears throat> so much easier to get lost in it, um, and just like fucking pound it out. Like, yeah. Sussy. Sussy. Now, uh, <laughs> the audiobook, I, I don't know why it's different, and maybe it's just a me thing, but the difference between hearing it in the audiobook and reading it on the page right. was just well, like I a said, world of difference. To me, it's kind of like watching a movie. So when you're reading a book, like you're in it, like you're in the first person point of view, but when you're hearing somebody else talk in first person point of view, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely suggest reading the physical copy. I'm trying to think of anything specific. Um, I think I think we could see some consequences for him from killing Proctors, from killing Apollo. Also, Severo might already know he's a red because of the bloody dam. I was about to say he kind of he scrubbed over that. And what do you think about the blackmail situation? Blackmail situation. How he how he was black he basically blackmailed Augustus. Oh, yeah. Um, that could get complicated, for sure. See that getting complicated. I think it was really smart of him to like keep that in his pocket instead of just blowing the whole thing open. Yeah. That's... Yeah, him killing Apollo, I, th I think he could have some, some consequences for that. Uh, besides that, I didn't really have anything specific. I'm trying to think if we forgot anything. But you and me, you haven't you haven't really talked a whole lot about it. Um, I don't know. I I like I really enjoyed it at least. Like, um, I really liked how it was very like Hunger Games esque, but just in a different environment. It also had a lot more like I don't know strings going on. I guess. Um, I I think it definitely set up a series. And it has a great job of, like, this can go anywhere now. Like, Whitson and I are talking, like, okay, well, is Darrow going to, you know, betray the Reds? Or is he going to, like, follow through with it? Is he going to go rogue? Is, like, what what are all these things? So, I really enjoyed it. I think, though, like, this is, like, very clearly, like, a book one. You know, yeah. like. Um, exposition. The exposition. Like very exposition. I mean, it's, like, dude, I know we've talked about this before. Um, but, like, when we were all kids, we read the Cherub books. It's like the recruit was very clearly like the exposition book for the series. And yeah. so it's like, that's what I feel like this one is too. It's like not a lot happened, but a lot happened for us to like know who these people are because now it's going to be important later. Yeah. I feel, I kind of feel like this book exposed more of the character of, of the like main cast than it did any kind of like world building right right like it taught it taught us about the society in a way but i think 
based on this book, that a lot of these characters are going to be very important for most of the series. Yeah. Right, like, I think this is more an investment in character and exposition than anything else. Yeah. But I honestly, I liked this Battle Royale a lot more than I liked the Hunger Games. I, I love the that. Hunger Games. But, yeah, like, I'd... this was so well executed. So you agree I think it's a better Hunger Games? Yeah. Just a better... Well, Battle Royale is, like, its own genre, right? And, like... Yeah. I think this is a, like, really good execution of it. I'd agree with that. <clears throat> oh, I especially liked the uh, the scene where he snuck into the castle and carved the, the oh, sling blade yeah. on everything just to show that, like, I go where I please. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Just because he could. I'm just because he Didn't could. Didn't even fucking, yeah. Yeah. So you you think Darrow as a character, do you think he can accomplish what he's setting out to do? I think he's capable of it. I mean, he's going to have to calm down a little bit. Um, or stay angry and just get so strong that it doesn't matter, I guess. That could be. Like the, um, have you watched Edge Runners, the cyberpunk anime? Mm-mm. Like the David storyline. Like, I could see that. Of course, you know, he kind of, you know, whatever. You know, spoilers. Um, I'm ready to get into our ratings if y'all are. Yeah, I'm down. Yep. Um, who wants to start us off? I'll take it. All right. So for plot, I would give it. I think, I think an eight out of ten. Eight and a half out of ten. It's um, it's not like the craziest plot I've ever read, but it's just it's really good. It's it's like a keep it simple, stupid, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's incredibly well executed, even if it's kind of simple. Like it's this battle royale format. Um, there's some like extra texture, some extra depth from the like Sons of Ares, like him being a red. All that stuff's going on, but it's kind of in the background, at least for the latter like two thirds. I think the stuff with the jackal, the build up there was good. The kind of there were lots of red herrings uh, in there as to what was going on until you figure out that the proctors are, are interfering. Uh, yeah, I'm rambling. Yeah, the plot was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, before your little pitch there, I was gonna rate the plot a little bit lower, but then like the before your pitch, like the only redeeming thing, I guess, like the plot had for not just being like just kind of like a basic like battle royale for me was the pacing was like insane like so Imagine, good yeah. and so I, i'd probably put that in with plot just because like yeah everything went together um but also going along the lines of like keep it simple stupid and like it working is like a good thing so i'll give points for that too i guess so i'll also probably hit, hit like with an eight i think i'm gonna give it a a nine nine and the only reason it's not a 10 is because it is simple but that's not a bad thing yeah like not at all the only so like when i'm basing 10 i like i go back to lives lockamora because that's like my Mm. um that's like kind of where i set stuff for rating but um like there's no like like there is like i don't know yeah a nine Yeah, uh, I think it's fantastic. Pacing, like you said, is immaculate. Um, 
I, I was like, I, I sat down and read the whole, the first time I read it, I like sat down and read the whole thing. Like it was, I couldn't mm. stop. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, about uh, setting. For setting, uh, the, the only thing, the only bit of like setting in this book that wasn't really distinct to me was Darrow's, uh, Lycos, Darrow's like hometown in the mines. Um, it was hard for me to like picture that. I, I I didn't know what was going on there. But then once they're in the dome in the game, or even when he's at the Carvers, right? Yeah. The city, like I'm imagining Night City yeah. on Mars, right? Yeah. Like, and um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. the The way that the, the huge expanse of land that the dome covers and how it changes here, like mountains here, hills here, plains here, lakes, yeah. rivers, like. I, I loved it. Yeah. Them hiding out in the forest. Um, and then it makes you imagine what else is going on in the universe. Right. And like you're, or at least I finishing this book, I'm just trying to imagine where Darrow's going next. Right. Yeah. Cause you got to um, understand this is a small part on one planet. And this right. Is a exactly. Book, yeah. So I think I'm going to give it probably another 8.5. Another 8.5. Um, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Like the all the places we went were very like just like descriptive and like the thing is too is they made sense to like mm -hmm. to where we are, like just in society, like this hyper successful human society. Um and it was really a cool change up from like typical like everything that we've been reading, which is like grim dark like or or, or fantasy of just like oh castles and th it's like no this is legit like in the future i really enjoyed that um and so i'll probably also give setting another eight as well uh i agree with everything y'all said i also like how the different houses had different spots where they spawned yeah uh in relation to like so like the goddess of harvest or whatever you know their house spawned near grain and all that and then mars is just rage so it's in a barren fucking nowhere you know <laughs> um uh i really enjoyed all that and like it's kind of hard to take because like I'm, i've read the other books like i know where the world goes and mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to remove myself uh, from that um so i'd give it a nine but i would say after we read the next books it'll easily go to a 10 yeah easily okay cool I'm stoked. Like I love that it's making me wonder. Like, oh, is he yeah. gonna go to an ice moon and like fly around with his grab yeah. boots and have, you know you know what I mean? Well, it leaves you or... wanting more, which is a good right, thing. right, yeah. And you got we still haven't seen all of Mars yet either, right? So yeah. and like you said, Night City, like that is the visual I got of the upper city. But then you've also got the contrast of like this like really poor um, settlement that he Lycos that he was born in, and yeah. Alright, what about characters? Uh, characters for me, um, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna get it a give it a seven. It's not, it's not a five. It's not less than a five. Like it's not average, and I didn't not like it, but it's not like the most exceptional character building I've ever read. Darrow is incredible. Mustang is awesome. Severo, awesome. Like there are lots of really well fleshed out, awesome characters here, but not everyone in the whole cast is like completely three-dimensional and organic you know but it's still yeah. really good really good yeah um i really enjoyed the characters like 
how I know that there's good characters is like when one dies and I like feel something, they're good yeah. characters. And um, when uh, Pax, yeah, when Pax died, dude, I was like, I literally, so I was reading it at my job. I work in a library and I was just like sitting there reading it and my jaw literally dropped to the floor. I was like, no way. And people are just looking around, looking at me and I'm just like, I just need a second <laughs> here. Um, and so With like him holding his head and crying too, like yeah. Nero holding his head and crying yeah. like this, this hard motherfucker who is like untouchable is who holding hates his, gold. who yeah. hates gold. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you think he's going to have to kill Mustang and you're heartbroken. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that yeah. was when I knew like, Oh, this was a really good book. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I definitely think the characters deserve a little bit more. So I'll, I'm all, I'm probably just going to stick with just straight up eights across the board. So I'll give character an eight as well. I think for a book one, that is really good. If you if you can hit like like seven to nine in that range on book one of a yeah. series with yeah. only like three hundred and fifty pages, like come yeah. on. Yeah. So I was about to bring that up. It's like it's, again, this is something that's hard to take out of um, context from reading, from reading the other books. Just like solely rating book one because I know where these characters go. Um, but even in book one. And this is what we were talking about when I was rating um, uh, the first Law trilogy. Um, I'm big on I'm emotion. Still on the Patreon now, by the way, five dollars a month access to those. I'm big on emotion. These characters made me feel something. Yeah. Like fucking just just Pack screaming his name when he goes into battle. Like mm, it makes yeah. you want to fucking scream it. And then fucking uh, he dies, and you're heartbroken, and you feel the love between Mustang and Darrow and eo and uh darrow's like this person that you would want to follow into battle and like you just you feel all that while you're reading especially and i think this is where the the first person point of view really hits me because it makes it so much easier to get into that mindset um so like again i'm gonna give it a nine and that's just and that's you know I agree with it not being a 10 because not everyone's fully fleshed out yet. Um, I think it gets better too. I don't know if it'll ever reach a 10 for you, Whitson, just because I know how you like your characters, but I think it would easily hit it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the type of like characters that I love, like just make me feel something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. I love it. Well, I think Darrow is definitely, if I was just rating Darrow, I would say he's a nine, right? But yeah, there's just some other characters in the cat. But but I think Darrow especially is like no one's gonna be Glockta to me. No one mm-hmm. can be Glockta, but he's a lot closer than most characters get, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Um Well, do we wanna wrap up here and talk about our TBRs? Sure. Um I can go first. Um so last episode I think I talked about how I finished uh, the Sunlit Man, and I was debating on what to go on to next, and I turned out I didn't go on to any of those books that I mentioned, and instead I got the Sword of Kaigen, which, oh my gosh, this book is amazing. I'm halfway through it, and I am already making it a book that we're gonna do for the podcast, so you two are not allowed to read it. Um, but dude, this book is crazy. It's like Avatar the or yeah, Avatar the Last Airbender meets like just gritty war like 
you you think like oh avatar like fire nation and water nation this like takes it to a whole nother level dude and it's so good um so i'm really enjoying it i'm about halfway through it right now and it's so good so that's where i'm at (laughs) well my tbr has not changed too much um i really haven't had much time to read in the last couple weeks but uh, I did get a children's book for my little cousin <laughs> for Christmas. Every night is pizza night. It's by one of my favorite chefs. So I just thought I'd give it a shout out. J. Kenji Lopez, his YouTube channel, incredible resource. Also, this book, if you have a picky eater child, this book is great. So yeah, just wanted to shout that out. Whitson has the chef feet IRL. Literally. <laughs> Proficient with cook's tools. Yeah, I uh, I've been off work, so I really haven't read a whole lot. Um, but I'm kind of hoping we do book two and three for the Patreon, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, got to read the new uh, uh, Fourth Wing book. You know, got to jump on the hype on that. Oh yeah, I keep seeing that too <laughs> on my TikTok, and I'm like, dang, what's this all about? Heard uh, I've heard bad things from <laughs> about the first book, but whatever. Listen, TikTok told me to if read it, this. If this book, is another yeah, Lay Bardugo situation, if this TikTok is another is, Six of Crows, I can't. TikTok I can't. Listen, can't. listen. In, in the defense of Six of Crows, though, we did read that right after Lies of Locke Lamora, and both of those are heist books, and nothing yeah, and beats one Lies of like Lamora. Ten magnitudes. <laughs> God. Uh, fucking flashbacks over here. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I haven't really read anything. I'm gonna get back into it this week once I go back to work. Word. Um, well, with that, as we can uh, wrap up here, thank you everyone so much for watching or listening. Um, as always, we'd love it if you shared, liked, or subscribed, followed the podcast on your preferred platform. Let your friends know about us if you want to get them into reading tell them send them our way and be like read with them um that'd be fun we also have our patreon we've talked about it a bunch you can go check that out i think it's patreon.com slash the tome travelers i think i changed the uh, url might be tome travelers podcast. oh the tome travelers yes the tome travelers let's go um join our discord our links in the description and you can <laughs> check out our tiktok at the tome traveler pod um where we do little like book wrap-ups and things like that so where we need to do book wrap ups. Yeah, we need to do. <laughs> yeah, the Pariah by Anthony Ryan needs to be up on there like three weeks yeah, ago. <laughs> I know you need to read that though, but I still need to do the Sunlit Man and Mistborn and yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you all for watching. Coming soon, and uh, we'll see you next month for Rage of Dragons. Now simulcasting in Mandarin. <laughs>